It's Weekend Edition on WNYC. I'm David First. Early voting has been underway for a week in the special election to replace ousted U.S. Representative George Santos, and Election Day is this Tuesday. Here to bring us up to speed on voting in the 3rd Congressional District is WNYC's Bridget Bergen, who has been covering this race. Bridget, good morning. Good morning, David. Can you remind us who was running for this open seat and what areas we're talking about? The 3rd District covers parts of Queens and Long Island. Yeah, that's right. So we're talking just, you know, this slice of eastern Queens. It includes neighborhoods of Whitestone, Bayside, Douglaston, Glen Oaks, and Queens Village. And then it stretches into Nassau County and and captures most of the north shore of Nassau County. But then it actually zigzags a little bit further south, the further east you go into the district, reaching as far south as Massapequa Park. And that means some of the voters who are in this district have been redistricted. This is a new district for them, thanks to that whole process last year. And voters across this new district will be choosing between two candidates. The Democratic nominee is former Congressman Tom Swazi. He's really quite a known quantity in this district, has been involved in politics for about 30 years, was mayor of Glen Cove, Nassau County executive. And he's running against Mazi Pillip, who is the Republican nominee. She is in her second term with the Nassau County Legislature, and she's a political novice in this area, but has a lot of support from the Nassau County Republican organization and other Nassau County elected officials who are really trying to hold on to this seat in this special election. And if people were not familiar with these candidates, lately we've been seeing a lot of intense ads on local TV and streaming as well. Absolutely. The ad game is hot in this race, David. (laughs) Uh, There have been tons of mailers, tons of ads from the Swazi camp. There have been a lot of attacks on uh, Mazi Pillip in terms of her experience, her unwillingness to answer questions, questions about whether or not she would be willing to stand up to her party on issues like abortion and any other of the more controversial issues. And then from the Pillip camp, a lot of attacks on Swazi when it comes to particularly issues at the border and then law and order security issues. Well, the election is to replace George Santos. He was expelled from the House of Representatives in December after his indictment and an ethics investigation. How is the specter of George Santos permeating this race? It's interesting, David. I've spent a fair amount of time in this district talking to voters, and they do raise his name and and raise questions about the vetting process that goes into making sure candidates are who they say they are. And some voters who are are questioning Mozzie Pillip because she's a relative political newcomer, you know, have questions about whether the same party organization that vetted George Santos, which also vetted now Mozzie Pillip, you know, has done the work to make sure that they know who she is, that she will do what she says she will do. And that's also been very much a line of attack from Tom Suozzi and his campaign about how could there not have been more policy debates in this particular race. There was only one televised debate in the entire race. But in the wake of Santos and the kind of track record he left of not being forthright with his constituents and with voters, how could they not have vetted these candidates more thoroughly? How could we not have heard more policy debates between the two of them leading up to this special election? A lot of eyes are on this race nationally. What does the outcome mean for the balance of power in Congress 
and politicians' ability to get stuff done for their constituents. In terms of the constituents, I have heard from voters in this district a real hunger to have someone in office who they can turn to, who can you know, deal with federal issues in a way that they had not had over the past year when Santos was in office. So I think having someone who is a, a reliable and available representative is going to be crucial. In terms of the balance of power, Republicans are clinging to this incredibly narrow majority. And we see the results of that play out even in what happened in Congress just this week. You know, this attempted impeachment of the Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. And that vote failed by just two votes. What we're talking about here is the potential of another seat in Congress, another Republican vote that could impact their ability to do things like that. So people are watching this race very, very closely, not just for what it means for all of 2024, but for what it means for right now. Okay, when does early voting end and what time are the polls open on Tuesday? So early voting ends tomorrow, but... Important to note, depending on where you live, it ends at a different time. Voters in Nassau County have until 6 p.m. Voters in the Queens portion of the district have until 5 p.m. If you miss that and you have to go and vote on Election Day, the polls are open across the district from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. on Tuesday. Make sure you check for your polling site. It is going to be different than your early voting site. Right. And that wraps up 9 p.m. on Tuesday. When should we have the results? That's an excellent question, David. (laughs) We will have the results after 9 p.m., but what time is still to be determined? The Nassau County Board of Elections tends to run much slower than the New York City Board of Elections, which will be providing the results for the Queens portion of the district. It depends on when all the results from the entire district come through. Often in New York City, we see results about an hour and a half, an hour after polls close. But it may be later because this is a district that stretches into uh, Nassau County as well. All right. We'll be listening to Morning Edition on Wednesday morning, Bridget. Uh, Will you be there? Oh, you better believe I'll be there. WNYC's Bridget Bergen, thanks for joining us. Thank you, David.